This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by the wonderful patrons of the Tube Podcast Network. Some personal heroes of ours like Chris Nelson, Zulgeek, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Nick Ficori, Jill, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S., Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, JD, Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, Rob Shack, Brian Skersha, Randall, Jake Martin, Jenny E., and many more have all chosen to show their support by going to patreon.com slash realdavejackson and kicking a few bucks a month to help support the shows. We appreciate you very much, and if you're listening and you want to say, hey, I would like to have Dave read my name out loud, I would like to help support Dave's across the world. Well, you're in luck. Patreon.com slash realdavejackson is the place to go, and in return, you'll get some treats like... You'll be able to hear the pre- and post-show banter on a Top 3 podcast and vote on episode topics from time to time. So with all of that being said, let us get on to today's episode about our Top 3 Video Game Weapons. And uh, this uh, this is a Top 3 podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Top 3 Podcast, where we honor the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by the regular Top 3 crew, starting with Aaron Angle. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, y'all. Fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Howdy. And we're joined by a very special guest today, the host of many podcasts, including Fun and Games, Reignite, and Screen Snark, Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. Matt, welcome to Top 3. Thank you. I am a fan and an avid listener, and I am honored to be here. Hell yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, You've been a guest on Tales from the Backlog, my video game show, uh, several times at this point. So I feel like this is a a level up in our our friendship as as podcasters and friends. When you come on top three, that's 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 different. I'm very honored to be here. I ask all people who say they're a fan of our show the same thing. Who do you stand, man? Who's your favorite on the podcast, dude? Don't hold back, man. Tell Alan he sucks if he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, okay, I can take it. Honestly, Aaron, I got to say you. I'm a big fan. It's uh, so most... weird that Get everybody off. says Get that. <laughs> Get them off here. I've made an enemy of the rest of the podcast, apparently. But, you know. Everybody knows when you're a guest on the Top 3 podcast, you get to see Dave's buckle. Oh, I didn't know that. That that was a part mm-hmm. of the Tales from the Backlog deal. So It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not. <laughs> top 3 exclusive. Can't wait. So uh, with Matt today and talking about the video game stuff, um, we are here to talk about our top three video game weapons today. If you have not listened to the show before, the way it works is we've all picked our top three. We're going to take turns going around uh, number threes at the beginning, then number twos, number ones come after number two. And then after that, we have lightning round honorable mentions and uh, quite a lot of community write in top threes for this episode. A lot of video game fans out there. Uh, So before we get into our lists proper, we have a few things we need to discuss. A little housekeeping, if you will. Uh, Alan, you mad about anything this week with the topic? Constantly, Dave. Constantly. (laughs) All right. What do you got? Um, You know what? I I actually I don't have too much today. I'm just going to do I'm just going to do me. And we're going to well, we're going to see how it goes. 
Okay. I'm sure you guys are going to be upset about one of them. I, you I'm do sure you, uh, baby. You do you. So was Allen's complaint complaint corner just like a short lived thing? Now you're just you're not going to complain about the topic. You're just going to like do whatever you feel like doing. I mean, obviously, my complaint this week is the same as every week. And that is that we don't define what the topic is, because I know you're going to be mad about one of mine. Okay, but well, we, I, I mean, I, we did talk about it in the group chat. We did do that. Dave, I believe that your definition, again, was the same one that you give for everything. And it's <laughs> we know it when we see it. Because we know it is, when we see it. Which is applicable to most things, but uh, I, and, and I feel like we're going to have a discussion about about one of mine. But okay, we'll we'll save it for during. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we also have a Michael Bumpus submission, a Michael Bumpus winner for this uh, episode today. Top three video game weapons. Uh, Aaron, could you explain to the fine folks what a Michael Bumpus is? Well, first off, Dave, uh, I need to go ahead and pull the chain on the Michael Bumpus alarm. All right. Meow, 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 meow. Michael, Michael, Michael Bumpus. The Bumpus. bump is at the top. I, 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 couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Uh, a Michael Bumpus alert is when there is an answer that a majority of us find so overwhelmingly Hey, it's, like so it, it's an answer that all of us would pretty much agree on it, all if not most of us would have on our list so instead of each of us talking about it individually for a couple of minutes we're going to save some time and at the very front of the episode we're going to talk a little bit about it because it's overwhelmingly the best answer any of us could come up with now why do we call it a michael bumpus alert well that's the easy part to explain it's yeah. named after michael bumpus obviously the greatest football player of all time. When I ask somebody who's your favorite football player and they say, well, aside from Michael Bumpus, I say, yeah, well, clearly aside from <laughs> Michael Bumpus, you know, then who's your neck, then who's your favorite football player? Because Michael Bumpus is overwhelmingly the most reasonable answer for the best football player of all time. I'm going to go ahead and press that Bumpus alarm one more time, but I want bloodbath <laughs> to make the noise. <laughs> oh, the bumpus alarm is tired. Okay. <laughs> if we're going to get five seconds of bloodbath audio, that's going to be two of it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about we, uh, we turn over to our guest, uh, Matt, what is our Michael Bumpus for this episode? So the Michael Bumpus for this episode is the master sword from the legend of Zelda franchise. Um, that's right. Which, I mean, makes sense. I don't know that it would have been my number one, but it definitely would have for sure been on my list. Uh, right. I, 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 think play, I was just going to say, because I've played every single Zelda game. I've not beaten every Zelda game because I'm not a psychopath, but I've played every single one of them. Yeah, I, I think that like a lot of us, maybe it wouldn't have been our number one, but I feel like we would have had like three or four people put it on their list. So we'll just talk about the Master Sword here at the top of the show. Um, the Master Sword, the legendary sword that Link has in like all the Zelda games at some point. Um, sometimes it lets you time travel in a lot of the older games. It shoots fucking laser swords out of it when you're at full health. It is a badass weapon. I wrote in my notes here because I was trying to think, and maybe it's just because this was half-assed uh, brainstorming, <laughs> but other than like Excalibur, is there a more famous sword across like pop culture media? Luke's lightsaber. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, not a sword, out. Alan. That's a lightsaber. That well, well, like if you don't it, know that you can, we're not doing that, this. We're not. We're not doing this. I'm agreeing with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take this. Uh, it's 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 a sword. It's just a sword made of light, right? I don't right. think there is. I think there are one or two video game swords that we could talk about being kind of in the same tier as the master sword. Uh, but I don't. I want to take anybody's answers in case they're on here. I'm just talking about in terms of like popularity. But what I will say about the master sword, and I'll make this very quick, is the master sword is also like. It, it it moves the 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 plot. It's almost like a plot device where uh, when you and we've talked about this with other things. I can't remember them because I'm usually high when I do this. Uh, but like the master sword is like a when you get the master sword in the story, you you are you're basically opening up the game for yourself again. I think Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom of the Master Sword is less important in those regards. But but I do think it's like we talked about some ships in our fictional vehicles episode where like. It moves the, the the plot. It's a plot device, and a, a lot of video game weapons don't do it in the same like in in the same way that the Master Sword does. So the Master Sword totally would have been on my list. It definitely would not have been my number one. But I think if if I'm gonna like compare it to other video game weapons and why it holds the Michael Bumpus like above all the others, it, it, it's got to be because it's also it, it's also a plot device as well. It also you know moves the story along and. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that those are my thoughts of why I am cool with us Michael bumping it. Yeah, it would have been a serious contender for my list for sure. Uh, Alan, Bloodbath, would this have been on your list or in consideration? Nope. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the Master Sword. I love the Legend of Zelda series. I'm sure that I've ever, anybody who's listening has heard me talk about the Legend of Zelda at one point or another. I I agree with Aaron. I think that as a sword, it's whatever. I don't agree with Aaron, generally speaking, about anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree that the Master Sword's non-sword qualities are its coolest qualities. Um, you know, it gets you in places. It. I we had this discussion at the top of the at the top of the show. I don't know if that's going to make it in the recording, but it may let you travel through time. We just don't know what all the Master Sword can do. Really cool, but probably wouldn't have made my list, hmm. if I'm being honest. So. Fair enough. Just in, it, it is an iconic video game weapon. Um, it is the the weapon, the famous weapon from one of the most famous and long most you know longest running video game series. So feel like it's a worthy inclusion uh, as uh, into the pantheon of Michael Bumpuses. Uh, I think that's the plural for Michael Bumpus. Am I right, Aaron? That's correct, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, Michael Bumpuses. All right. So um, I'll go ahead and get us started with my number three pick. Uh, and my number three is from the video game Dead Space, and it is the Plasma Cutter. Uh, have any of you played Dead Space? Yes. Oh, I... I played it I long not. enough to use the plasma cutter, and it is very funny. It's a very funny weapon. It's cool. So uh, what the plasma cutter is, is it's a um, it's a gun. Uh, it fires three like plasma bolts. Um, you can control whether it's horizontal or vertical. And why that's cool is because the whole game of Dead Space is about cutting limbs off of enemies that are like charging at you and then stomping the fuck out of their head when they're down on the ground. So... The plasma cutter is just that's that's what you do. You use it to cut legs and arms off and stuff, and it is just awesome, super satisfying to use. Uh, 
you have like really fine control over the angle that you shoot at. It's just a great time. So it's my number three. So it's a great choice. Uh, I played Dead Space 1, the original, not the remake, for the first time a few years back. Because uh, before I admitted that I was a fan of horror games, I would torture myself and the people who watched me stream. Because it's always funnier when you can laugh at someone being scared. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing that game and like the game became less scary immediately when I knew I could just manhandle the zombies, the necromorphs, by just cutting off all their limbs and it made me not want to use any of the other weapons. I eventually yeah. acquiesced to some of the more powerful ones, but like it's handily the best weapon in the entire game without a doubt. And it's mm-hmm. basically the game's pistol, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get just like a regular ass pistol. You get the plasma cutter. <laughs> Cause you're an engineer. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I won't play dead space. Uh, I refuse. <laughs> I tried one time and, I was going down a hallway and some lights went out and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <clears throat> but uh, no, that's not, <laughs> this, I, I, this is I, none of my business. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I might have misspoken. I, I watched our, uh, our our good friend Aaron Poindexter play uh, Dead Space. And so I saw him cut this shit up. I, I, I lied. I don't think I got far enough to get a fucking actual <laughs> weapon in that game. So I, I don't have a lot to say here, but I am a big fan of things in video games that cut off limbs. So and I already know that game's gruesome as shit. So I've you know I've seen a couple of things that are just like oh, especially in Dead Space One at that time. That's a really cool like graphic. You really hadn't you know become accustomed to seeing in video games at that time. So I I like this pick, Dave. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You cut the limbs off. They fall to the ground. You run up. You stomp the fuck out of their head until it pops, and then you uh, repeat. So <laughs> it, it is a fun game. That is objectively a very fun game. I I have yeah. not played it, but. I'm interested. Do they make it for the Nintendo Switch day? They do not. They do not. Can I get it on my phone? No. no. Wait, they ah. did make a Dead Space mobile game a long uh, time ago. Yeah, I don't know if it's oh. still around. Yeah, or if it was good. but <laughs> That too. Yeah. All right, so uh, my number three was the plasma cutter from Dead Space. Aaron, what's your number three? My number three is simple. Uh, You can find this weapon in a lot of games, and for most of them, it's very fun. I'll expand on, you know, what specific games I'm thinking about here. Uh, But my number three is going to be bombs. I love bombs. You give me a bomb (laughs) in a video game, I am going to figure out a way to have the best playthrough possible. Uh, Just example, like Witcher 3, right? I was a bombardier, dude. I was throwing bombs all over the place. That's what I did. Let's go back to our roots here. We're all pretty old, you know, Matt, much, much older than the rest of us. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you thank <laughs> you for that. And also, fuck you. Their 30th birthday is tomorrow. So, like, let's just say right here, like, very, very old. Uh, but I, the cool thing about a bomb is, like, in, in some games, it's just a straight up weapon. The, the, the first thing I thought was Super Smash Brothers. I fucking love bombs in Super Smash Brothers. Oh, we yeah. would play, We yeah. would play games where it was a regular ass game turn bombs on very high like frequency of you getting them and let's just have some fucking bomb battles dude you think about the legend of zelda series uh bombs not only i mean bombs aren't the greatest weapons in those games but they you can use them you can attach them to arrows and stuff now but you couldn't always do shit like oh you know what yeah i I think you've been able to do that for a long time but they're also a good utility tool bomberman some of my favorite games of all time that is the main weapon in that if it's round if it's blue if it has a wick and I can hurt people with it, I love it. I'm a big fan of bombs. 
I'm going to cut this short, but I guess, you know, Bomberman, Legend of Zelda, and most specifically Super Smash Brothers, just a great overall weapon. Uh, I love its simplicity, you know, especially with how crazy weapons are getting today. So I'm going to cut myself short here. Love me a good bomb. Number three. I love that. Yeah. I, I was just thinking when you were talking about that, I was like, yeah, it is. Is there a better feeling than like you're maybe you're playing four player Smash Brothers and the other three people are all fighting each other and you have a bomb and you're just going to throw it in the middle of all three of them, <laughs> motherfuckers? No better feeling. Uh, yeah. We could we could we could we could argue Smash for a long time and what the best feelings are in that game. <laughs> but to me, somebody's like trying to run away from you, right? They're not engaging. You're getting really annoyed because they're just kind of sitting back. Nothing will cure that frustration like a good bomb to the fucking head. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I love them in every game. I love them. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a bomb weapon that's bad in any game, even like the first Mega Man, which mostly is the worst Mega Man game. The bomb weapon in Mega Man was great. Um, and then they just iterate on it like the crash bomb in the second game sticks to stuff and then explodes, which is even better. A sticky bomb, like think about like, and then we go into like that's grenade territory. So I don't go too far, but like a bomb that sticks to someone is the best. And I would say this grenades, they're bombs. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you gotta, you <laughs> know, just, make, make a distinction yeah. between the two. They're just, they're just small, small, fast bombs, dude. Yeah. 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 yeah and, like a bomb bomb the character in mario proximity games mines proximity mines for bombs yeah dude dude that great fucking point what a great use of a bomb in a four-player game one that sticks to a wall that you can't see and you're <laughs> dead when you do i love blowing things up i love bombs. <laughs> trying to give b-man a chance to jump in if you have something yeah man bombs are uh bombs are cool good explosive uh, I feel like bombs are pretty universal in video games, so I don't really go with it. But you know, proximity mines and Goldeneye and shit like that are always fun. Bloodbath, if you could bomb one building in the United States, which one would you be? <laughs> uh, just your bedroom. <laughs> smart, smart. He's smart. Yep. yep. Yeah. You, you can't catch Bloodbath like that. Yeah. All no. right. So that was Aaron's number three bombs. Alan, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is also a simple one. Also appears in Super Smash Brothers. It's the home run bat. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not talking any... It, this isn't like Aaron's answer. I'm not talking any bomb or any home any bat across any game. This is specifically <laughs> the home baseball run baseball 2004. Right. I mean, I'm not talking, you know, um, Frank Thomas Big Hurt Baseball. Um, I'm talking... That sweet, sweet ping that you get mm -hmm. when you back Aaron up to the edge of the stage and you just <laughs> wail him off the edge. I'm getting um, horny. I'm getting horny. <laughs> I know. It's so good. It's so good. Um, no, there is something very satisfying about a home run swing in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, you can tell immediately the animation is much different uh, than the normal animation for a regular Smash. Uh, and uh, you get the little sparkle and then the noise and it's over and everybody laughs except for um, usually Aaron. But <laughs> oh, That's sure. all I have. I, I don't have too much. I love the home run bat. I got something. A home run bat is Aaron's number one. 
Oh shit. Damn. I fucking love the home run bat, dude. You're right. So like, good. like, yeah, Alan's being Alan's being super cool about this. I'm like a motherfucker, like, dude, there was in Super Smash Brothers Melee, they would like flick the bat around in their hand like a baseball player doesn't do. Cray, like put two hands on it and then crack. Alan's Alan's that shit is like heroin. Like, if I get a home run bat, I'm throwing strategy out of the window. Right. Absolutely. This to me has now become a can I hit a home run? Better question. Can I hit a two run homer? Better question. Can I hit a grand slam? Can I get <laughs> all three people with one home run bat? Right. This to me is like the ultimate super smell. Like I said, like Dave was like, is there anything better than seeing a group of people and throwing a bomb and like fucking that whole shit up? Dave, there is. It is killing more it's than one person run. with the home run. It is killing a single person <laughs> with the home run bat. Now, that's great. Fine and dandy. Love hitting a home run. The best part about the home run bat is how deadly of a weapon it is when you throw it. That thing. I was going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about this. Fucking strong. And not only that, it bounces right back to you. Like you hit somebody it is flying <laughs> right back at your face. Some games. Right. You could throw a bomb at somebody, hit a home run and the bomb would fly right back at them. Like, right. You can hit (laughs) things with the bat, too. I'm going to chill. I'm taking more than my minute to. But (laughs) number one, easy, no better feeling in a video game than hitting than killing somebody with a home run bat in Super Smash Brothers. However, you kill them. Yeah. My go to was waiting till people were like off the edge and like struggling to get back and just throwing it from across the stage and pinging them in the head and, and just go flying. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 right before they're like, let them triple jump into it. Like let it bounce yeah. off the end of the stage. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. That I, I think part of it is that sound effect. Oh, that, the ping, that ping yeah, sound. Absolutely. It's, it's an incredible sound effect. It's like, I hear it. Design, Every time we talk about it, yeah. I hear it in my head. It's like designed in a lab to release all the good feely chemicals. It's great. L- literally the best weapon. So I'll go ahead and say that that was my number three pick. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Maybe we should have Michael Bumpus the home run bat. God damn. Dude, we totally should have <laughs> Double Bumpuses. Double <laughs> Bumpus. The rare double Bumpus. Oh my God. Do you know what that means? That means the home run bat. Yeah, this is, this is, that's like. We got to make a top three Hall of Fame, like uh, the <laughs> Hall of Fame of answers from top three. And there's yeah. only two in it. There's the home run bat and there's deviled eggs. And that's it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you got, B-Man? I don't really feel like I can add on to anything you guys are saying. Like, uh, you know, obviously you home run hit Aaron and he flies off the screen or... <laughs> It becomes it goes from a melee weapon to a ranged weapon and you toss the bat at somebody. It's perfect. Also, there's the finesse. Like you actually like you can just hit people with the home run and nothing spectacular happens. You have to use the special moves so that way you knock them off the screen with the home run for the yeah. bat So there's a little finesse to it. Because originally I was gonna pick the hammer, the maximum hammer. Mm-hmm. Which, but I felt like that was kind of a cop out because, like, if anybody grabs the hammer, they're just going to clear the stage. Like, there's, you know, it's just like having the uh, star power. Like, you're just going to, like, knock everybody out. Uh, maybe somebody can recover, but, like, usually you just grab it and you just clear the stage. That's why everybody turns it off in the item select screen. The home run bat takes a little bit of practice. You got to get good with it. You can't just, like, pick it up and automatically kill everybody. 
you mm-hmm. have to work. Yeah, hundred percent. Same risks with the hammer and the star. Talking about Mario Kart stars, obviously. Um, you know they're great. You can't be harmed, really, uh, but you can fall off the stage. It's true. You know? And this is true. All right. So uh, that was what's up. Sorry, I was telling Gus to stop. He's oh, nice. Being a pill. Gus. I know he just wants food. He's just a hungry boy. But you got to watch <laughs> your weight, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stop giving him deep dish pizza, Alan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just finished one. But he loves deep dish pizza. He does love deep dish pizza. I can't though. keep it away from him. He's too cute. <laughs> he can have some of the Brussels sprout one. This is all cured meats. So you can have some of the Brussels sprout one. You can have one deep dish pizza as a treat. <laughs> He's so good. He's my man. <laughs> all right. So that was uh, Aaron's. No, Alan's number three, Bloodbath's number three, and then Aaron's number one. Uh, a retroactive Bumpus, the home run bat from Smash Brothers. Matt, Amazing. what's your number three? So or my number three today. My number three is in the vein of Aaron's. Is in it's it's across gaming. Um, there's a very famous one that's my preference, but laser swords. La- okay. uh, there's no such thing as a bad laser sword. Is my number three. The Smash Brothers laser sword is great, especially when you fling it. Of course. I'm mostly talking about lightsabers, like in the new Jedi games, Jedi Survivor and Jedi uh, Fallen Order, which are some of the best lightsaber combat, I think, in anything ever. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the styles in the second game where you can like turn it into a two-handed weapon and swing it slower, which logically makes no sense because it's made of light. Why is it now heavier <laughs> like a broadsword? But uh, but laser swords in anything are great. The laser sword in No More Heroes is great, especially since you got to like sh- shake it to you know charge it up. Uh, which isn't an innuendo at all. Uh, yeah, laser swords, they roll. Uh, I, I would imagine, I wonder if laser swords were in video games before Star Wars or if Star Wars inspired it. I'm not sure what the order of operations is for that. But yeah, I love a good laser sword in literally any kind of video game. Yeah, well, while the home run bat conversation was going on, in my head, I was like, yeah, the laser sword's great too. I'm running through <laughs> just all these incredible Smash Brothers weapons. Yeah, uh, but yeah good pick. Um, and the, I think you're right. Like in like no contest, really the new star Wars games have the best lightsaber combat. It's like the lightsaber combat. I always dreamed of from star yeah. Wars games. What's and in like the, the old game? star, it's a uh, fallen order two, which I haven't played, but I played fallen order one and the lightsaber combat was perfect. I, I really like this answer, Matt. Uh, we could do top three fictional weapons. You know, video games not included, and a laser sword would be in my top three for sure. Oh, oh dude, a lightsaber would be Michael Bumpus. Like, we would have down. to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Uh, to preemptively answer your question, Alan, no, they're not on the Switch, uh, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. They, they barely ran on PS4 when, they, when the first or one PS5. Came out. Yeah. <laughs> the second one had a ton of bugs, too. What are we at now? How many PSs have we had? Five. Five. Okay, that's it. All right. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, I'm with you, Alan. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Uh, I mean, I would have expected more by now. They came out with the original, what, almost 30 years ago? Yeah, yeah it's it, it, It's yeah. like a car, dude. You, you have to sit on your best technology so you can make money in eight years. You know what I mean? You, I mean, you, car companies put out a new model every four years, bro. <laughs> they aren't waiting eight years. They're putting out four. Every four years, they put a new one out with all sorts of issues. 
and they put out a new model every single year for four years until they fix all the issues and then they do it all over again. More people drive you guys would than totally play buy a PS17 if they had put it out by now, guaranteed. With the same tech, you would have been buying them all along. I don't know. I feel like it would be Madden where, like, if they were putting it out, like, that close together, I'd be like, this is way too similar to the last system for me to, you know, give up $600. I, 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 yeah, I, I that's, think that's I think, the thing. Think, They're expensive. Yeah. Well, they'd yeah. only be $400 because they put them out every year and a half. <laughs> so right. you'd buy well, them. Yeah, Alan did go to business school, it. so I'm going to gonna trust <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, Alan knows better than us, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Matt's number three, laser swords, just in, in various forms, various games. Hell yeah, I uh, can't really argue with that. Uh, my number two is from uh, what I consider to be my favorite game of all time, which is Bloodborne. Uh, Bloodborne is a game, for those who haven't played it, where you're going through the streets at night, uh, just killing all manner of beasts, werewolves, uh, eldritch monstrosities, uh, so you need some weapons that are designed uh, for killing. So my number one, or sorry, my number two is the saw cleaver, which is one of your starting weapons in Bloodborne. Um, it is it has a handle and it's it's basically uh, I don't know if this is a real thing. Is it a real thing where you have like a, a handle and then like the saw just like cut, goes around your fist? Basically, that can't be a real thing. That would not be an efficient way to cut down a tree, right? So <laughs> cut uh, down a tree. That's well. That's what you do with saws, right? You cut stuff down. I feel like if you have one wrapped around your hand, it's probably not. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be good for cutting down a tree. But what it is good for is killing werewolves. So, um, the saw cleaver is like I described. It kind of wraps around your fist, and you just kind of like swipe at it. It's got this serrated edge. But all the weapons in Bloodborne also have a second form, so you can like snap it open, and suddenly it has like a big long handle. And you can swing it around that way. And it's just really cool. It makes a bunch of really disgusting, like, wet, uh, visceral sound effects when you cut cut into stuff with it. Um, it is just, like, emblematic of what that game is all about, which is just going out and killing a bunch of beasts. So that's my number two, the Saw Cleaver in Bloodborne. I think I got, huh, there's the first level in Bloodborne. And then, and then, I don't know, a hundred feet after you begin, there's a giant thing banging at this gate. And I saw that thing and I was like, well, clearly I have to kill it. And then I failed like 36 times in a row and I turned off Bloodborne and said, this isn't the game for me. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was a really big fan of, of Elden Ring. Like, you know, I, I do really respect like, you know, at its core, like, like those Souls-like games, they're all about combat difficulty and stuff like that. But like through playing uh, Elden Ring, I gained a finer appreciation for how good of like an RPG it was too. You know what I mean? For as and in, in, even in Bloodborne, like the amount of items I was just finding, you know, even in the first little bit was somewhat overwhelming. So I, while I really can't speak to this weapon, I do think it is really cool that like these games can be known for being a certain kind of game while at their core being like really technical RPGs with like, their spells and their weapons and their armor and the different items you can use. So while I don't know what you're talking about, I will give shout outs to those kinds of games for also having that layer to them. If that makes any sense, like that's why so many people love it. It's not just the combat stuff. It's how good of an RPG those things actually end up being. Mm -hmm. 
as a recent Bloodborne convert uh, and a recent Souls convert, you can make your sicko face, uh, Dave, because uh, we know this is mostly your fault. I have a few other mm -hmm. people to blame, but uh, played Dark Souls 3, really liked it, and then uh, fell in love with Elden Ring. And so if you were watching my Twitch channel recently, you may have seen Dave Sherpa me through the early moments of Bloodborne, and I was using this weapon, and it's a very cool weapon. Uh, it can be quick, it can be slow. If you extend it, it's a more slower kind of broadsword kind of weapon, but if you keep it short, you can kind of do fast swings, and uh, it's it's it really is a versatile weapon, and uh, something that the FromSoft games do well that keep me coming back is the combat. It's crunchy in the right way, and especially weapons like this, like really have the impact that make you want to use these weapons and keep playing even if you've died 13 times and lost all of your resources every time you've died and gathered a lot of them that mm -hmm. frustration is part of it but uh but yeah it's a good pick i really like this weapon too oh and aaron you don't have to fight the thing that's banging on the door by the way it's optional yeah yeah but it's so big and scary and i want to kill it with a bomb but they didn't <laughs> give me none you get uh you get molotov cocktails in bloodborne but yeah no no bomb bombs yeah, yeah. Molotov cocktail just spreads fire, dude. A bomb destroys. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have never played Bloodborne, clearly. Um, I'm picturing uh, this weapon that uh, one of the bad guys in the James Bond movie Octopussy used. Uh, it was <laughs> essentially a, a buzzsaw blade that he would throw around attached to a cable uh and and uh well he'd hit folk with it mm. and um yeah so it was it was relatively cool i liked it so good answer dave it also kind of reminded me of a weapon from someone in tekken but i'm not sure which one <laughs> sorry i, I gotta I'll... keep my dog from eating this cheese i'll throw a picture in the uh our chat here of the the old saw cleaver. Oh, that's not at all what I was picturing. No, not really. But yeah, it's cool. So you and then you can extend it into like having like a long handle and a really long reach. Hmm. Actually, so, very yeah. cool. Yeah, it's tight. Wow. Big day for pictures in the chat. We got this. I know, right? Cleaver and Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had haven't had this many since we did the cryptids episode. We're just sharing pictures of cryptids. Uh, all right. So that was my number two, the saw cleaver from Bloodborne. Aaron, what is your number two? My number two is from Overwatch which Dave would never play with me, even though he should, because it's very fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but but <laughs> my number two is going to be Diva's uh, mech suit from Overwatch or Overwatch 2, because you can't play Overwatch anymore. We've talked about Japanese fighting mechs ad nauseum on this podcast. <laughs> All right. You know, everybody here understands the power, the beauty, and the grace of a Japanese fighting mech. Now, I'm very bad at Overwatch, and I feel that, like, I have two characters. That's it, just two. If I can't find a role, I quit the game. Like, right? I will not play as anybody else. Playing as D.Va, to me, is almost like playing on easy mode. Like, right? It's like we created this one character who is a tank, uh, who has unlimited ammo that you don't have to reload, and who, if you want to, turn her giant mech into a nuclear weapon. 
so <laughs> that, that, that's the basic thing with Diva. She's this little Korean girl who is in a giant Japanese fighting mech. Uh, she has dual, like imagine Barrett from Final Fantasy VII, like the gun arm. She has two of those, one mm-hmm. on each side for her arms. Uh, she has a shield that the mech suit can put out that absorbs damage. You don't. It doesn't last very long. Uh, she has rockets that she can shoot. Uh, that are, you know, know, like explosive weapons. They have a little AOE damage on them too, but her ultimate attack is she does a backflip out of her mech. Like she presses the eject button and you can shoot the the mech suit off in any direction and wherever it lands, it explodes. And anything in that that's not protected by a shield and sometimes when it is, is fucking dead. So you have this tiny little Korean girl surrounded by like literally... Like what, what, like, you know, so it, it, it's hard to be like, okay, so is a mech suit a weapon, you know, yes. it, 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 it's it right. So, but, 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 you know, it's, it's also like a part of her, uh, of her character and it has multiple weapons on one machine. So I didn't know how specific we were getting if I had to pick one of whatever the fuck, but I love Diva. She's my favorite character in that game. She's super resourceful. She's, you know, I, I don't pay much attention to like the meta of like professional competitive overwatch, but I know she's one of those characters that those professional gamers utilize a whole bunch. And uh, yeah, I'm just a big fan of a giant Japanese fighting mech. Let me shoot stuff. Let me shoot rockets. Let me fly. And then, you know what? Worst case scenario, I'm a nuclear explosion. So that's going to be my number two is a Divas uh, mech suit from Overwatch. That's a great answer. I used to like Overwatch until they ruined it um, by putting a two after it. Uh, and I really tried, I really tried to play the new version of it. It's just, they made a lot of changes, but this is not an opportunity to complain about overwatch this. I agree. I think diva's mech suit is one of the cooler weapons in the game game does have a ton of really cool weapons, but there's something about how she's a tank without actually being like, like a broadly tanky character in the same way as the other weapons. Like she doesn't have a shield. She can sort of protect, but mostly she's protection by offense. And I think it's a really neat way to portray a mech in a, in a um, multiplayer uh, competitive shooter game. Oh yeah. One, 100%. And uh, the, I didn't even talk about this. She can fly in spurts. Yes. Diva, diva can fly. So it doesn't last very long, but if you need to get out of something, you fly, but like the what what the meta would tell you is like you use that fly, you fly straight at somebody, you shoot your rockets, and the closer you get to them, the more damage the rockets do. So when I first started playing Overwatch, Diva was like this tanky character. I tried to hang back. I've got a little bit of damage here and there. I can boom jump in. But the farther along you get into Overwatch, you start realizing like no, Diva is a rogue. She jumps in, does damage, gets the fuck out, and like her tankiness kind of makes it so that she's super OP at that sort of strategy. I. I don't, I, you know, I, I have a lot of bad things to say about Blizzard that are factually accurate, but I don't hate Overwatch too. Like I'm, I'm not super into Overwatch in the sense where like, it's, it, it's not like Rocket League to me. It's not like Smash Brothers. I, I, I don't really care about the competitive aspect of it. I just like the game as a whole. So Overwatch too, I'm like, yeah, they made some mistakes here and there and Blizzard is a shit company, but I still like it. Like, you know, I'll still play it with my friends. I still have fun doing it. But one of the things they didn't do between the two games was change Diva almost at all. So to me, I was able to transition very easily into that. So, but yeah, Japanese fighting mech, dude. Like when when a video game does that right, it's very, very fun. I like how you, you keep saying Japanese fighting mech. Like if you just say mech, we're not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, be, it's, it's very, very specific. 
it's 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 thematic. We we made we specified Japanese fighting back on an older episode. I'm just doing this did for we? people who like. Yeah, we, we, I don't know we that said, we did that. Yes, we, <laughs> yes, we did. Chris N picked Japanese fighting back specifically, and then Dave okay. used it in his. You know what I learned today? Somebody on a Japanese oh, fighting bag. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, these are for the people who pay attention that they can see the callbacks here. And let's be honest here. I don't trust any country to make a fighting mech if it's not Japan. I won't buy any other kind of fighting mech. Just saying. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Not, and he made a yeah. point that she was yeah. Korean. Just saying. She is Korean. So <laughs> like, there's, there's that. Oh, I, I see. I see what Bloodbath's getting at. Hey, man, in, in the world of uh, fighting mechs, dude, you know, they, 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 they don't see things like what country you're from. It's all about killing. That's true. I, fighting mechs are great. I mean, I may have picked the Megazord, um, but uh, Diva sounds cool. I mean, not like Megazord cool, but still cool. Yeah, not not Megazord cool. Agreed. Right. A few things are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was Aaron's number two, uh, Diva's Japanese fighting mech trademark from Overwatch. Uh, Alan, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is I'm a I'm a bring a little bit of chaos here. I'm bringing the Wabajack as my number two, uh, and so I know probably. Dave at least knows what the Wabajack is from Oblivion um, from Skyrim. I'm not Skyrim, sure if it does yeah. the same thing in Oblivion. So I'm choosing the one from Skyrim. Uh, the Wabajack, it's a, well, it's a staff, which doesn't sound too exciting, but uh, the Wabajack does some really cool stuff, guys. So such as <laughs> essentially anything. It it casts a random spell and sometimes just does some kooky shit. So whatever you point it at, you're either you're gonna set it on fire or you're gonna shock it, you're gonna freeze it, you may heal it, you may just disintegrate it. Sometimes you're gonna turn it into something like a chicken, or sometimes like a giant or a dragon. Sometimes you'll <laughs> summon a giant or a dragon. Sometimes you'll summon a rabbit and then what you cast it on chases the rabbit until the rabbit explodes. <laughs> the Wabajack is the most fun that you can have in a video game. Um, yeah, I, so you can turn them into a dessert and then eat them. Uh, it's it's a wild experience. Uh, so I, that's my my number two, the Wabajack. Gifted to you by Shea Gorath, right? The fucking mm-hmm. uh, king of madness, or 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 the demon of madness, or whatever they call it. Alan was right about this being a wild card. This, it, you know, you said it could do this and this and this, and all I could remember it doing was turning things into other things. Like I would point it at a giant, <laughs> and it would turn it into a candelabra, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. But I would also Free remember candelabra. like getting really close to killing something, and like Alan said, you just heal it, or you like make it bigger or faster or something like that. <laughs> I. Dude, we just for a brief second and I'll stop. 
Skyrim was ages ahead of RPGs when it came out. It is still ages ahead of a lot of things in terms of like, I mean, dude, the Wabajack is the perfect agent of chaos in any, like, I, I can't believe I didn't even think about that, dude. It's because I didn't use it because it's a shitty fucking weapon that you can't rely on because it's so fucking <laughs> random. But it is, it, it is objectively fucking cool. So I love this answer, Alan. Is this the one you said we were going to argue you on? No, not at all. Oh, oh okay. okay. Oh, good. I'm good. I can't wait. But no, I, this I, is I, cool. Yeah. yeah if, if you were, if this is the one you were worried about, 10 out of 10. Love this pick, Alan. I love that thing. This is one of those weapons that, like, I forget. I, I played too much Skyrim on multiple platforms 360, PC, doesn't matter. Uh, I think I have a Switch copy, but like the, the Wabajack, I always forget about until someone mentions it or I find it again. I'm like, oh, this fucking thing. And like, just using it and laughing like it, it's it's useless you know it's absolutely useless for like any any serious combat but if you just want to f around in skyrim like it's the best weapon it's it's just so stupid stupid as a compliment which is my favorite kind of stupid <laughs> subjectively the best kind of stupid yes yep all right so that was alan's number two the Wabajack from Oblivion and Skyrim, specifically Skyrim, I suppose. Bloodbath, what's your number two? All right, so my number two is uh, the Golden Gun from Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Here, here. Because, you know, when you're playing Goldeneye, uh, whether you're playing with uh, novice players or like people who have really like taken time to play maybe a multiplayer or um, you know, the regular campaign, uh, you've always got to try and do your best to shoot everybody as much as you can. However, the golden gun is always one hit kill. You don't need to hit the headshot. You can get them right in the body. You can get them in the arm, the leg. One hit kills. It's perfect. Um, usually, if you can grab the golden gun, you are pretty much in your invincible as long as you can avoid getting hit if you get good at the game and you can sneak around and move quickly or you're good at somewhat dodging the other players attacks like golden gun like you will absolutely dominate it's a perfect uh weapon because you only need a little bit of finesse and skill to like really master it but like you can't just like pick it up and run around with it like you definitely need to like get good at learning how to um aim and and uh dodge the other players and uh, get a good idea of your surroundings, especially if you're doing like multiplayer. So golden gun. Also, it's just fun. You can like grab the golden gun and like, just like shoot Aaron in the head. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I'm I, I, a theme. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, it's a uh, dude. Uh, you like me, but you don't know me. These guys <laughs> like me and they know me. Nothing is more satisfying than my favorite sports teams losing uh than uh uh getting a kill on me in a video game but i'm with bloodbath i like the golden gun i like i'm cheap as shit at shooting games because i don't give a fuck because i'm bad at them so i'm always just like where's the golden gun i'm odd job come and fucking find me now the perfect uh strategy uh, against the golden gun proximity minds man trick that motherfucker that's true no 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 no. the perfect strategy with the golden gun is you just sit and wait there's a there's a hidey hole in every single level on Goldeneye. You grab the golden gun, you find your little nook 
You go through the air conditioning vent and sit in a little room and you wait for some dummy to run by and you cap him in the foot and it kills him in one shot. I love the golden gun bloodbath. Plus, it breaks down into a pen and a cigarette lighter. It's amazing. Utility tool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great weapon. Yeah, I, I am someone who is bad at first person shooters. I like playing them, but my aim is just terrible. And so like like Bloodbath was saying, like not needing to aim for the head to get the most damage. You could just shoot someone in the fucking toe and they would fall over. It was the best. <laughs> I hated the golden gun uh, because <laughs> I am I'm not if somebody I'm playing got the golden gun, I was never good enough to kill them. <laughs> so I hated the golden gun and I pretty sure like when I played GoldenEye, if I had any say at all, I would say we're not playing with the golden gun. We would play with something else, play with fucking anything else. But the golden gun just always felt cheap to me uh, because the, the other person was already better than me. And then they get the one hit <laughs> kill weapon. That sucked. Yeah. Dave, Dave's like, we're not playing with the golden gun. And Aaron would be like, yeah, let's play with the golden gun. And Dave would be like, well, it's my Nintendo. So you could go home, but you can't drive yet. So. <laughs> so, yeah, you can go hang out with the dogs if you want to. Yeah. So slappers only. Yeah. Uh, slappers. Throwing knives, baby. Throwing knives were the shit. Oh, they were awesome. Totally agree. Anything we middle the other opponent down, like literally. <laughs> you play for like two hours and like there's only like two kills yeah yeah all right so bloodbaths number two was the golden gun from golden eye uh, matt what's your number two so i'm gonna share a photo with dave since i think so he can say, say share it with the group because i don't think dave i think dave's the only one who knows this weapon um but my number two weapon is the shovel blade from shovel knight okay um, Shovel Knight is an indie game um, created by Yacht Club Games, and it takes a lot of influence from DuckTales and Mega Man and some other NES classics. And the Shovel Blade is literally what it sounds like. It is a blade with a shovel at the end. It is It is it has a shovel tip, and you use the weapon to dig for treasure. You can bounce on enemies' heads with it. Uh, you can smack them with it. And it's just a really cool, fun idea for a weapon and a theme because then all of the other knights have special weapons that are the enemies in a Mega Man style except for like one other knight that also has a shovel and he has begrudging respect for you because he's got like one of those big snow shovels um, but yeah I love the <laughs> shovel blade it's just it's such a goofy weapon that actually makes that indie game really versatile uh, before you ask Alan yes it's on switch if you haven't played it uh, so mm. you can go pick up uh, the entire treasure trove which has multiple campaigns for like 30 bucks it's like the best deal uh, but this is it's it's one of my all-time favorite indie games and it's one of my all-time favorite weapons because it gives you the versatility of combat where you can like smack people with it you can jump on people with it it's just it's a fun little device to make a very awesome game even better yeah, Shovel Knight's one of my favorite uh, games ever. Like, I would probably put it... I think I did put it in, like, those top 25s we were doing in the Discord. Definitely one of my favorites. Um, everything you said, it, it's fun to fight with it, but it's it's super fun to bounce around with it just endlessly. And if you're if you're really good, you can just bounce on enemies' head, heads repeatedly. Like, kind of like... Um, like, guys, if you haven't played it, think like, you know, Link in Smash Brothers, like the downward bounce move that Link has. But you can just do that forever in Shovel Knight. 
and that's how the platforming works and stuff like that. It is uh, just a fantastic game. Like, like one of the easiest recommendations for a game I could make. It's just like, do you like like old platforming games? You you will like Shovel Knight. It's the best. Uh, and yeah, the Shovel Knight or the Shovel Weapon is um, just a super fun, memorable uh, weapon. I remember. Like, I think I was reading, it was in Jason Schreier's book, like about the development of Shovel Knight, where they were like, uh, just trying to think of like a goofy, memorable weapon they could give the character that's not a sword. And they were like, what if he had a shovel? And it was like, yeah, hell yeah, he has a shovel. And it looks like a sword, but it's a shovel. Hell yeah. Okay, so like, I've, I've I played a little bit of a of a Shovel Knight. I, I think I played it. I, I, I've heard nothing but great things, but I, I, I ended up putting it down. But I, I think I just played it at a time when I did not want to play a game like that. Um, so I so just quick question, because I'm not very because it, it's 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 not a shovel blade. It's it's a shovel. Like, right. It's not a sword. It's just a shovel. So change my mind. Why? Wh- what what makes what's the difference between it and a sh- and a, what's the difference between a shovel blade and a shovel? Not trying to be a dick or like, you know, devil's advocate here. Just genuinely curious. Um, well, I guess, first of all, it does look like a sword. If uh, if you look at the image that was shared, uh, it has a little like cross. <laughs> I don't know the how. Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has like a sword hilt and like, yeah. uh, you know, a handle at the end. It looks like a sword. And then at the very end, it's just there's a shovel at the, yeah. you know, like a real shovel. You can detach like the metal part from the wood part. And it's just that metal part stuck onto the end of a sword, basically. Yep. Yep. Okay. Also sharper than an actual shovel, as my understanding, though. No yeah, way to actually <laughs> I would, prove that. <laughs> I so, uh, here's the fucked up thing: is I I have shovel knight and didn't I, I'm pretty sure I got I have shovel knight two or or don't I? Pretty sure I like bought it and I just never played it. Or is shovel knight two a thing? Right? Like they, they release different. Ish? Like they release DLC campaigns. Maybe where you play maybe, as maybe that's characters. what I bought. Yeah, De- definitely at the uh, top of my indie games that I should actually go back and play through because I've heard nothing but ten out of ten you know reviews for it. So, and like the best fucking soundtrack in video games, it's incredible. Yeah, one of the best things. Jake Kaufman is an incredible composer. Uh, all bops. <laughs> Love a good bop, and I like. <laughs> you know what, dude? I know you're almost forty. But Bop's a 29 year old term, baby. You're young as ever, dude. Yeah, I'm just trying uh, to dude, try dude. to live. Yeah. People were saying Bop like in the 50s and shit. Not the way they said it. No, it's, it's true. It's true. It's true. Just got to keep uh, them young, you know? Mm-hmm. Alan, you should play Shovel Knight. It's on Switch. Yeah. It's the best. You would love it. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, you like platformers, man. I question the efficacy of a shovel sword that has a wooden portion to it um, but, but you won't you won't question it after you play it yeah that's, what <laughs> that's fair i mean kill someone that's, that's true i'll kill someone then alan's like, oh, not satisfied alan. unless he murders someone with the weapon like that's what well, alan needs yeah you'll get that out of the way real quick <laughs> what it takes for me all right so that was matt's number two the shovel from shovel knight the shovel blade uh my number one uh weapon video game weapon is from the first person shooter half-life 2 uh, and it is the gravity gun which is the coolest fucking thing i've ever used in a video game uh who here has played half-life 2 
I, th- I think Scott did. Probably. Shout out to Scott. <laughs> Embarrassingly, it's the biggest hole in my Valve appreciation. Uh, my oh, Valve no. catalog. I've never played any of the Half-Life games. I own them all. I've yet to play them. Is uh, is that the the orange box? Is yeah. that yes? It's it was in, in the orange box. Yeah. Excellent. So no, I haven't played any of them, but I I'm 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 kind of with uh Matt right here. It's kind of been just one. Of, I I think like it was originally on Xbox, right? And I didn't have an Xbox, and then I just never cared after that. But go on, tell me about All the right. Gravity Gun. So uh, luckily for everyone who hasn't played it, the Gravity Gun is a very simple concept. It is a gun, but it does not shoot bullets. What it does is it will grab an object from the uh, environment, and then you can then shoot that object. Uh, I think Fallout has a similar weapon uh, to the gravity gun where you can kind of suck up stuff and then shoot them out like shrapnel. Uh, But this one, like you pick up uh, chairs and uh, I think you can pick up dead bodies, but you can pick up like they they teach you how to use it by there's a bunch of saw blades stuck in a wall. You pick up the gravity gun, you go over, you pull one of the saw blades out of the wall using the gravity gun and then you shoot it and you slice an enemy in half with it. And then the rest of the game... If you're ever out of ammo, or if you are fighting something that shoots rockets at you, you can catch the rockets with the gravity gun and shoot them back. Uh, If you're out of ammo, you just, like I said, pick up a fucking chair and shoot it at the enemy like that. And it is just endlessly fun. It's uh, kind of an old, I think it's like 2004 or something like that. Like it's kind of getting up there or kind of early example of what we view as a modern first person shooter. Um, that and Halo kind of like set a standard for what first person shooters are, but it, I, I played it last year. Yeah, I played it last year. I did it on Tales from the Backlog, playing it for the first time, and it's so much fun. Uh, instantly, like shot to the top of like my, well, my coolest video game weapons list. So the gravity gun uh, from Half Life Two, uh, and then later in the game, there's a part where it gets like super strong, and it's like an incredible moment. So yeah, gravity gun. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know if it was fault, but I feel, I don't know if it was, if it was maybe like a ratchet and clank game, but I feel like I've played a game that had similar weaponry. Maybe it was just like, instead of like it being an actual gun, it was like for force powers. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think exactly what it was, but what I think is super cool is the control of gravity. Like, right. And I, I was actually looking through the uh, the listener responses list and I was fucking around the discord. There were like two or three people that were like uh, this fucking weapon right here. So is so here's my question. Is Half-Life like the entirety of it available on any like on anything I can play? Because I feel like it's one of those games people tell me about that. I just never got around to, but hold like, you, you know, a very high regard in like the echelons, like video game history. Like, well, ha- how do I play it if I want to? I think that Half-Life 2 is still only available on PC and like you can buy it on Steam. You can buy it for like a dollar on Steam now. Um, I And like it was sold in the orange box. So if anyone out there still has a PS3 or like an Xbox 360 sitting around, you can play it there. But yeah, I, I I don't think it's on any of like the modern platforms, which is weird because they they keep putting Portal on like modern platforms, but they're like, no, Half Life Two, like one of the most famous first person shooters ever. Now, is yeah. is Portal made by the same company? 
or yes. the same yep. like people. So yep. the first thing I was going to say when you talked about Half-Life, but I was like, and also there's a character voiced by Steven Merchant. I actually don't oh, know yeah. if that's his, mm-hmm. that's his name or not, but I've, I've, I've heard like clips of him, like, you, you know, in portal Two, Yeah. Yeah. In He's portal in Two. So, okay. So that would do then. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Sounds like an awesome fucking time, but I just, just never got around to playing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a computer that can run games in 3D, it can probably run Half-Life 2. Uh, it's it's pretty old at this point. So just add into my honorable mentions list now that we're going through talking about all these games and stuff. But yeah, uh, we can move on. That was my number one, the Gravity Gun from Half-Life 2. And uh, Aaron, what was your number one again? Oh, Dave, it was... Yeah, that. Right on. And Alan, what's your number one? All right. So this is the one that I thought you all might have a problem with. Uh, my number one is Pokemon, specifically <laughs> Dragonite. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, Dave. Uh, one, because he can fly at super spo- supersonic speeds, obviously. I mean, that's how obviously. I'm getting to work now. Obviously. Yeah, clearly. You can definitely put a saddle on it. Uh, obviously. Second, it's a dragon. Uh I don't know. It's like right in the name. Uh, so it breathes fire and all that jazz. Um, and uh, number one, it, they're like pretty much immune to bullets and everything, which is my <laughs> argument for why they are weapons. That's why people don't shoot one another in the Pokemon world. They use Pokemon as weapons. Yeah, they just they, crush you to death with an onyx. I was going right. to say, yeah. They had it so in the canon for Pokemon, there was a Pokemon war, and so yeah, but we didn't see it. So, like, you don't think they were shooting each other and fighting with Pokemon, or it was just all Pokemon, like, like actually like burning people alive and shit. We've talked about this, we have talked about this on the podcast. We, I was gonna, time ago, I was gonna say, we've been friends for long enough that obviously we've talked about this (laughs) no i don't remember if it i i think it was the episode that was like a top three i think it was either top three pokemon or top three animals you would ride into battle but we've had this discussion about the pokemon war before and whether or not like afterwards other pokemon felt bad that they killed other pokemon alan i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna put your uh heart to rest right here baby boo i love this answer pokemon are totally weapons you use them to fight other people uh, I think it's weird to pick Dragonite when like uh, Clefable already exists, but whatever. That's just <laughs> I'm not getting into semantics here. But I I I I I don't think you have anything to worry about, man. Pokemon are totally weapons. Dave's correct. We, we use them in wars against each other. Uh, a 10 year old kid can fight a 65 year old like <laughs> you know 65 year old Italian guy at the end of the Elite Eight or the uh, what whatever that shit is. <laughs> yeah, in, in the last Giovanni. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, yeah, the last gym. So dude, Alan, I, I, I love this answer, man. They are 100% weapons and there are multiple things you can read about online of why the world that exists in the Pokemon world is like awfully fucking dark, dude. There, there's a lot of theorization on a lot of different things about like why a timeline like this is like worst case scenario like type timeline. So I'm totally with you, man. I love this answer. You'd a bit clefable, but like whatever, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to hold you to that. Yeah, well, it has wings, so. 
but uh, <laughs> I don't know if it. Could fly. I don't know. That was just one. <laughs> I, I love this answer. Pokemon are totally weapons. Yeah. I'm on board. I, I, I think that like, I, I have less of a problem with the overall answer of Pokemon than why Alan picked Dragonite when yes! like, like yes. Weepin' Bell is yes. on the table. Also, yes, Gengar is right there. Gengar is easily one of the best Pokemon, but I will say yeah, that Ditto is a- on the table. <laughs> metapods right there alan (laughs) i'm not saying you guys get pokemon i'm saying i get a pokemon oh this isn't a draft alan that's not how this works um i I will say there is also a through line for this episode right that also proves that you're correct based on all the smash brothers weapons that came up specifically in that game for sure a pokeball is a weapon you bean someone with it you bean someone with it and you could kill them just with the ball and if you don't Whatever comes out, as long as it's not goddamn Goldeen or Magikarp, <laughs> you'll you'll probably kill them with that too. All Pokeball battles are great, but like I'm like Dave with the golden gun. I'm like, no Pokeballs, guys. This <laughs> like like this is skill. This is you're not getting lucky in beating me. I can't I can't stomach something like that. You might be like Dave with the golden gun, but you're not like Dave with the Pokeballs, because I love Pokeballs in Smash oh, Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it twisted, Dave. They I love rule. Pokeballs, too. But if somebody's <laughs> talking shit and they're like, I'm good at Smash Brothers, all right, let's use Pokeballs. I'm like, you're not good at Smash Brothers. Shut the fuck up. See, all right, not not to, well, maybe a little bit to get into that, but I'm of the opinion that if you can't handle items in Smash Brothers, then you're not actually good at Smash Brothers. I'm with Deal Dave. with what's in the game. It's a great point, Dave. I'm with Dave. I'm not none of this the final destination, all weapons off. Like that's no, nonsense. Fuck that. yeah, no, what dude, no, that's weapons what are you are talking fine, about? That's how you know if you're bombs. good. No, no. If you get one weapon, it's a bomb. Because you have to, <laughs> you, no, I'm final, any stage, final destination style, flat ground, hand be hand. How good are you at this game? I think I, I love playing with items. I love 15 of the items in that game a lot. But if you're talking shit, it's like, all right, no items, flat stage. How good are you really? That's how I test the metal of somebody. You know, uh-huh. that, that's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. I, I go how the opposite. Aaron tests metal. Yeah. How Someone's good are you? talking shit. Turn up all <laughs> items on high, very yeah. high, all items. Let's oh, fucking man. go. Chaos. That that is often the funniest fight, though. Oh, is all no, items yeah. on I high. Mean, it's just I, I I don't want to take a staunch stance, but like you are both right about that. All <laughs> items is very funny. Yeah, it's great. That's why it's a great game. Uh yeah, it's the best. All right. So that was what was that? Oh, Alan's number three was poke or number one was Pokemon. Okay. Bloodbath, what's your number one? Uh, so my number one is uh, the hammer from GTA 5. Because in my opinion, <laughs> there's nothing more than <laughs> running down the street and just hitting people that have the hammer. Just, <laughs> just running down the street. So like the AI is like confused. You're like, what's this guy doing? And the player and the person you're up to just stops and looks at you. Deer headlight and just whack them on the head and they fall over. <laughs> so satisfying the animation. So good. I love it. This has become a recurring theme with Bloodbath. Yeah. And this isn't just on the podcast. I remember the first time I met Bloodbath, he was the stage or he was in Macbeth with me. And I was like, Hey, what's up? My name's Aaron. And he was like, Yo, what up? My name uh Bloodbath. 
and I like hammers. And I was like, oh, okay, you and I are going to be good friends for two plus decades. Good point. Good point. Love we're going to do hammer a podcast guy. someday. Yeah, we're going to do a podcast someday, dude. I'm going to uh, suck your dick. We're going to kiss during truth or dare at a theater party. Like, let's fucking go, baby. Love out the hammer guy. <laughs> yeah this is at least the third video game episode where bloodbaths talked about hitting people with a hammer <laughs> video like bloodbath doesn't even like video games he just has it's like his vet <laughs> hitting somebody with a hammer. Oh, totally, man like anytime i'm having a bad day hammered I'm- so so in like five years, when GTA Six comes out, Bloodbath's gonna drop like seven hundred dollars on a PS Six and buy GTA Six, and then just like turn it on, go hit someone with a hammer, and then take it back to the store. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna well, hit somebody gonna with that a... special hammer DLC. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the golden he's hammer. Gonna, the golden the hammer. Control- it's shaped like a hammer so that it feels like you're actually- oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's with some, I'm pretty sure with some careful Googling you can find an actual yeah. controller that looks like a hammer. There's gotta be. That yeah. can't be yeah. that hard to find. Oh, it's yeah. like I, I, I beat Elden Ring with the fucking flathead or with, with, like, with the claw hammer. The ball peen hammer <laughs> controller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just hooked uh, up a bunch of nodes to a standard shed hammer. And I beat Elden Ring. <laughs> That's so funny. First of all, the hammer is a little bit like the golden gun because usually I can just run right up to somebody and hit them and they're just like down. They're not going to die. The golden gun of fucking melee weaponry. That's the, so the, funny. Yeah. The golden gun of, yeah, tools like around a, the house. There's, <laughs> there's an understated charm. You, get a, you play GTA 5. Go after the beach. You're just walking along the beach, along the water. And there's like somebody, you know, have like a little bonfire. They're just enjoying themselves. Just walk up, and you're just like, boom, unannounced. <laughs> <laughs> I had to mute myself so we could get good bloodbath audio, but I was laughing the whole time. Dude. That's so, funny. <laughs> so funny to me. Uh. Bloodbath, you're my favorite, baby. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, bloodbaths number one, the hammer, the simple hammer, just as God made it. Matt, what's your number one? <laughs> so my number one actually falls in the vein of maybe this was too much. It actually falls similar to uh, Aaron's number two, in a sense, because it's a suit. Uh, my number one is Samus Aran's power suit from the Metroid franchise, because that thing's got Good everything. Answer. It's got it's got bombs. It's got rockets. It's got uh, you can turn to a little ball and go into holes like what? I mean, what's not to love, really? It's uh, and like it's versatile. You can upgrade it. It interfaces with anything, including strange alien technology, uh, whether you want it to or not. Uh, yeah, I am. It's no secret to anyone who follows me anywhere that I am uh, like even on the street that. Uh, yeah, that was a bad joke. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Um, that I love the Metroid franchise. And yeah, Samus's power suit is just so badass. It always looks awesome and has so many cool hidden tricks, some new tricks in each game as well. So that's that's why it's my number one. And if we can uh, go back to Super Smash Brothers for a second, <laughs> nothing more annoying than playing somebody who is really good with Samus. That would not be a yeah. not a good <laughs> and, and I respect that's why I like, got into Dr. Mario so I could cape that shit back. But straight up, like I, I, I was never a big Metroid. I loved Super Metroid on the Nintendo, but I think it was because like 
it was one of four games that I had. I've never really gotten into the series, but I, 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 I like the idea of a, uh, of a suit as a weapon, like a utility suit, something like that. I immediately thought you were going to say like Iron Man or something, and I was totally going to shit on you. But then you said Samus, and I was like, okay, like yeah, it's pretty cool. I hope uh, I hope they mentioned the uh, turning into a little ball and going through holes thing. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's. I mean, obviously you can like shoot things with it and shit, but turning into a little ball and rolling around in those like early stages of the original super Metroid. I was just like, Oh my God, this is the best game ever. How does the suit make it possible for her to turn into a little ball though? So that's bro, the- she, she's four, eight, one Oh seven. bro. That's how does Aaron really know? No, her measurement. No. no, is this really? Is this no. really what what's going on no, now? Let Let Matt explain. Oh. I'm just interrupting at this point. So they've never explained the physiology, but the closest you get to really seeing it is in uh, Metroid Prime, the, the 3D first person one, which I only play for the first time this year, and like it sort of just folds her up. She's a pretty like the ball seems small when you're looking at pixels on a screen, but she's still like the size of a person bent over. So I think she's really just literally curling up in a ball, which doesn't seem comfortable to me, but I think that's literally what it is. That's fair. (laughs) That's what makes her the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. She can just be like that for a while. Also, though, going back to the topic of bombs, I would argue worst bomb, Thomas. Worst bomb for fighting, best bomb for puzzle solving. And, That's and, fair. And I think you're also thinking Smash Brothers right now. That you know is, what I mean? Right. That, oh, I've, yeah. I've it's awful in Smash Brothers. Game. No, it's it's not. I have gotten absolutely fucking embarrassed by people who are really good at that one move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Samus, with that, with the uh, the charge beam, with like the grapple beam, someone who's really good as Samus in Smash Brothers is really fucking annoying to fight. Screw attack it, it's too, just baby. it's like like fighting someone who's really good with link and it's just like projectiles yeah. all the time yeah <laughs> like you can't get close like all you want to do is get up close and headbutt their teeth in but you can't like <laughs> I'm just, it's it's like being good with the villager you're just like jesus God, fuck this is i'm gonna break this controller i'm gonna break this controller and my system and my television because my friend is good with samus what we're going to have to do is like some Smash Brothers related top three at some point or like oh, a draft yeah. or something, because uh, obviously yeah. we've got it in us. Um, <laughs> all right. So that was Matt's number one, Samus's power suit from the Metroid series. Uh, we'll get into some honorable mentions here. Lightning round style. I have five honorable mentions. Uh, the first two are from Final Fantasy VII, the Buster Sword. Uh, I love a big fucking sword. and that's On my like honorable mention list, one. too. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, Barrett's gun arm also. Uh, it's a gun, yeah. but it's also his arm. How about that? Um, the energy sword from Halo. Always like that thing. Uh, the Masamune from Chrono Trigger. Also on my honorable mention list. <laughs> also in Final Fantasy. And uh, the blue shell from Mario Kart. Honorable Solid. mention. Aaron, how about you? Ooh, baby, all mine are from Final Fantasy. What I got, uh, the Buster Sword, Barrett's gun arm, and then uh, the other one is the Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII. It's a gun and a sword. <laughs> what if it Honorable were a mentions. gun and a sword? <laughs> and a shovel? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alan. I have a lot of them. 
uh, the Clob from Goldeneye mm-hmm. uh, because I really liked when other people got it because it was trash. Uh, <laughs> that gun golden is very fun. gun. <laughs> it was awful. Like it didn't even shoot straight. I, I don't even, it was a joke <laughs> gun they put in there. Um, I'm a Clob guy. <laughs> I'm a Clob guy. Uh, I have two from the Turok Nintendo 64 game. Nice. Which is weird. Uh, Chrono Scepter, which was like a little blue, it was like a, a staff weapon that you shot a little nuclear weapon blue light that just blew up <laughs> everything. Killed everything in one shot. It was spectacular. You used a cheat code to get it. Um, and the Cranial Boar, which shot a little floaty fella that uh, found its way into things' brain, and then it blew their head off. It was also a lot of fun. Didn't even have to aim. Uh, the Golden Gun, the Death Star, the Yellow Snowballs from Star Wars, or from uh, South Park, mm-hmm. and the Tow Cable from the Hoth level in the Star Wars arcade game. Nice. I thought about putting, at least as an honorable mention, the uh, the Cow Launcher from that South Park game. Oh, yeah. It's solid. Uh, Bloodbath. Uh, I was just going to go Blue Tortoise Show. Hell yeah. The the deadliest weapon there is. Deadliest weapon. Unless you're in second place. <laughs> True. But don't get too close. <laughs> and Matt. Uh, I have also the Buster Sword and the Masamune from Chrono Trigger. Like Dave said, I reiterate, cut it a goddamn mountain and half. Just the mm-hmm. coolest shit. Uh, and then some classic stuff. Uh, the Fire Flower from Mario because... Like, who doesn't like to burn stuff? And then Kirby. Just Kirby. Everything he eats <laughs> makes him a weapon. He's a weapon. Like, mm-hmm. just just Kirby is is a weapon. It's a good thing he's cute because he could destroy the world. He's That's a true. baby. Watch, uh, watch, play some of that <laughs> Super Smash Brothers on the Wii, dude. Kirby's the hero, right? Yeah. He He's the mm. reason they win. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, we've got a lot of community top threes in this episode. Uh, I posted this topic in the Discord server, which uh, is full of video game fans, and then I forgot to post it on social media. So if you want to participate in future episodes, uh, maybe join the Discord server. That's where these things go out first, and sometimes that's the only place they go out. Uh, But we got plenty of submissions anyway this time. Um, So yeah, I will get us started uh, with Chris C., who's a patron from the Retro Hangover podcast. Uh, Chris's number three is the Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, so, a little explanation, a concept so stupid, it's awesome. Correct. Um, hell yeah. Number two, the BFG from Doom. It's a big fucking gun. No need to say more. Agreed. And number one, the Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War. Uh, and Chris says, nothing like eradicating shit with a satellite. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Here, here. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All oh, three. shit. Quick honorable mention to the orbital satellite laser from Yakuza Like a Dragon, where you yeah. literally call in a satellite strike on some dudes on the street, which is very funny. All right. Next up, we have Randall, a patron. Uh, their number three is the Magnum from Halo. Uh, number two, High Frequency Blade, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And number one, S4 Shotgun from Prey. I should really, I should play Prey. Yes, I should it's play a good shotgun. I should, good I should play shotgun. that game. Yeah. Next up is Nick, a patron and 
member of the Friday Night Game cast, whose number three is the Saw Cleaver, which I learned about and saw a picture of tonight. <laughs> Looks pretty cool. Uh, number two, dual SMGs from Halo 2, which I actually know what that is, guys. They're, uh, they're little machine gun things. Uh, Good job, buddy. Number one yeah, great. is the Hidden Blade, which I think I know what that is, too. Um, some sort of secretive knife, I'm going to guess, from Assassin's Creed. Great yeah, list, hid- Nick. Hidden Blade's great. Yeah, one of the best, like, rogue weapons ever made. Yep. All right. Jeff, formerly Jerf, a Patreon of the show. Number three, the gold PP7 from GoldenEye. Number two, Bo Jackson from Tech Mobile. <laughs> Blue Shelf Mario Kart and honorable mention. I actually really like this. The eye block from Tetris. It, I mean, that is a weapon. Like you annihilate the rest of yeah, the lines. It, it, it's the nuclear bomb of Tetris. And I like Bo Jackson. Like only yeah. like early. Uh, it, it, it's like it's like Bo Jackson, Michael Vick, and uh, Pablo uh, Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez, man. Yeah. Those are the weapons right there. Great. <laughs> Dave, you're my best friend. Fuck you, Alan. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Dave gets Aaron. Uh-huh. I know you're always looking for an excuse to talk Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Me and you, we got to hang. We, we got to go get some drinks and ramen. I miss you, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, uh, Chris N, a patron. Uh, <laughs> number three, the spoon from Chex Quest, which was a Doom clone that you could get in Chex cereal. It was actually a very <laughs> fun game. That's uh, a great answer. Uh, two is Dynamite Hetty's Head from Dynamite Hetty, which was, I believe, a game where you just threw your head as like a weapon. Like it was like a platformer, I think. Um, yeah. One is the molecular disruptor device from uh, Ender's Game. And then honorable mentions, we've got Barrett's gun arm from Final Fantasy VII and the Juggernaut Hammer from Gears of War II, uh, Guild Wars II, I'm sorry. Uh, Guild Wars II, which was a great MMO that I didn't play very long. Like, the Juggernaut Hammer was just one of the coolest weapons in the entire game. It was this just gigantic-ass uh, hammer. So, good picks. Did they make an Ender's Game game? Or is Chris Dude. talking about the game in Ender's Game? Right. So this was the, I, I didn't know there was a game in Ender's Game. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's that. I'm pretty sure that's just a story. But I don't know. <laughs> but but uh, they are they are playing a, a game, game, like a, a game simulation in the story. In the story. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Th- then it counts. Then it counts. It counts. Chris, wow. you motherfucker, we'll get you one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. Uh, next up is Jake, who's a patron from the pre-order bonus podcast. Um, Jake's number three is the Master Sword, Michael Bumpus. Uh, number two, the Noob Combo, which is the Plasma Pistol and Battle Rifle from Halo 2. And number one, the Black Spindle slash Whisper of the Worm from Destiny 2. I have never played Destiny and I never will, but Whisper of the Worm is a great name for a weapon. Top notch. Yeah, here's uh, Aaron over here on Noob Combo because the Plasma Pistol and Battle Rifle were like my go-to weapon in like early like land party like Halo days. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. give me, I was like, those are the two I want. Oh, shout All out right. to the Needler. I didn't yeah, mention yeah, it earlier, sure. but the yeah. Needler was like the best. All right. Loved the, it. The Needler's just the cob of the Halo world. Cold <laughs> cob. I remember what we're talking the about. Uh, speaking of the club, uh, Colby, patron from the Switch It Up podcast, your name's similar to that. It holds the same <laughs> letters. Uh, number three is Kirby 
he himself is a weapon. That is factually accurate. Great answer. Uh, number two, the fail knot. Really cool bow made from the bones of the goddess. Fire Emblem, Three Houses lore. A lot of people tell me I should play these uh, other Fire Emblem games. Um, number one, I've always pronounced it the Mass Immune because I grew up in Miami County. Uh, the Buster <laughs> Sword is for sure cooler. Colby's words, not mine. But I will shout out its counterpart in egregiously long yet badass katana. I actually think it's cooler than the Buster Sword, personally. It was Sephiroth's weapon in that game, and I believe uh, Frog in Chrono Trigger also uh, was mm -hmm. one of his best weapons. Yep. Uh, so I, how, how did you pronounce it? The Masa, Masamune? How did Masamune, you say that? The Masamune. Yeah. That's what I say. Is, is that like how it's pronounced? Cause I've just always said Masamune, but like that sounds actually right. Uh, but <laughs> this is yeah, me but, just guessing at Japanese pronunciation same. without actually same. speaking yeah. Japanese. <laughs> See, same. and I'm doing the American thing where I'm like, that's clearly an American word. And I know how to pronounce yeah. it. So I'm just going <laughs> to call it that forever. <laughs> But yes. good, li good list, Colby. I, I didn't use it in honorable mentions, but the Masami and the Masamune, I also think is a very, very cool sword. By the way, I am super in favor of just doing weird transitions between these things. Uh, shout out to the, our friends over at Super Pod Saga for just doing ridiculous transitions that don't make any sense. So, yeah. <laughs> Go Terriers. <laughs> uh next up is jay from the super bracket bros podcast who's number three is gravity gloves from half-life alex mm -hmm. and number two is the gravity gun from half-life two and number one is the blue gravity <laughs> gun from half-life two and objectively jay blue is an excellent color yeah so true. i'm gonna say great list Agreed. I'm going to I'm going to say that Jay went to space camp as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Nomad from the Retro Wildlands podcast. Number three is the science. PV7 from Goldeneye. Number two is the answer from Gears of War. And number one is Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII. Very nice. Love that Buster Sword. Silence PP7 is cool, too. Like as an early game weapon in Goldeneye. Like yeah. that. Satisfying to like kill enemies with that one. We're going to talk about the sound that the home run bat makes. The PP7 sound is yeah. yeah. Chef's kiss. Uh, next, we have Desba, a.k.a. The Other Adam. Uh, number three, Ivy Sword Whip from the Sal Calibur series. Hell yeah, that 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 weapon is, rules. The Mega, Ma the Mega Buster from Mega Man. Uh, love an arm cannon. And I love this answer as a Venom sicko. The Venom symbiote from various games. Uh, yeah, if, the, if a battle suit can be a weapon, the symbiote can also be a weapon. Yeah, it's like a battle suit on the inside. <laughs> right, it's an organic like battle suit or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, next up is Mystic Referee. Um, Mystic Referee's number three is the Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII. Number two, the Moonlight Greatsword from most From Software games. Always love to see the Moonlight Greatsword. And number one, Wander's Sword from Shadow of the Colossus. It's a cool sword. You can like like guides your sunlight way and guide you yeah. to the next place you need to go yeah well help me help me find the nearest 7-eleven <laughs> <laughs> it's it's jack sparrow's i i compass. go out of the bar and i'm like drunk as shit and just like raise my sword up and it like a beam of light points me to the nearest arby's it's great <laughs> you just leave drunk as shit you raise the sword and it points you to your keys all right <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry. That's very funny to me. All right. Next up, we have Dave from the Remember 64 podcast. Uh, number three, Pokeball from Super Smash Brothers. Very funny. Number two, Mega Man's Arm Gun from Mega Man. Objectively very neat. Uh, and one, the Gun Saw Delio from Gears of War. Oh, yeah. The uh, assault if, rifle. Yeah. If it's, if it's a gun. The Gun if, Saw was great. Yeah. I'm, I, if it's a gun and a saw, I'm in. Yeah. Good list. Next up is Thrax from the 3DO Experience podcast. That sounds exciting. His number three is Shotgun from Doom. And probably the same as most other shotguns. Number two, Crowbar <laughs> from Half Life, which is probably the same as most other crowbars. So you guys get it. Uh, and number one, Mario Shoes from Mario, which. Yeah, probably like most head. other shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably like most other shoes, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just your regular pairs. They're petty loafers. That's so funny. No, just Mario's regular, got like steel like plates and stuff. shit in those. Yeah, yeah, you're right. on some stuff. Yeah, squishing turtles. All right, next up we have Max Keaton. Number three is a Master Sword from Zelda. Number two is a lead pipe from various speed em ups, which is probably like <laughs> most lead pipes. from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I have no idea what the number one is. Oh, I'm just gonna say this. I don't care what it is. The fact that like I saw that word, I was like, "LOL!" Can't wait to hear Bloodbath pronounce this. And then he pronounced it better than I would have. And correctly, also, yeah, it's Uh, yeah, it's called the Fisagram. Hell yeah, good shit, Bloodbath. Uh, it's one of the <laughs> ultimate swords you get in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's fast. It's the fastest sword in the game, so you can kind of swing it repeatedly and do massive damage in seconds. Uh, nice. And the more you level it up, I believe the faster you can swing it. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, and next is me. So yeah. uh, <laughs> Parallax Puddles, uh, number three. Oh, I love this one. Shantae's Hair from the Shantae series. That series is underrated and rules. Uh, Soul Reaver himself from Soul Reaver, which is like, yes, of course, the main character from that game eats your souls and is just awesome. And then number one, the Mega Buster specifically from Mega Man Legends 2, which is an odd choice, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Shantae's Hair is such a good answer. Yeah, such a good answer. I haven't thought about that. Dude, I played that so long ago. That's a great answer, Huds. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Next up is Artful Scruff. And Artful Scruff's number three is the service weapon from Control, uh, which is cool. It's yeah, it's it's kind of, it's kind of like a like a blob of like bricks, but it can form into any weapon you want it to be. It's really cool. Um yeah, love that. Number two, the Whirly Gig Saw, aka the Pizza Cutter from Bloodborne, uh, which is it's like a it's like a lawnmower. Like you know, like the old timey lawnmowers where the blades are not covered by anything. They're just they're just out there. It's kind of like that, except uh like a a saw. It's fucking cool. And number one, the Mega Buster. No, that, that was Parallax Puddles. Number one, the Charge Blade from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter has a bunch of really cool weapons. Yeah, all the weapons rule Monster Hunter. I never really f- finished those games, but I always play them for a chunk of time. And like every weapon in that game rule, in those games rule. Yeah, Gunlance Supremacy. <laughs> and, and they have little cats that make you food. Uh, they do, yeah. They do. Uh, all right. <laughs> 
No, they're very cute and they make you fish and they dance. It's great. Uh, number three for John from the video game lounge podcast is the cardboard box from metal gear solid. Number two, the dagger of time from Prince of Persia and number one, the blades of chaos from God of war really surprised. It took us to almost the end of the list for anybody to say the blades of chaos, which I, I, I obviously couldn't put them on my list, but great video game. I iconic video game weapon. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Next up is will from the Friday night game cast. Who's, did I get the other Friday night game cast? Person? You might have. You might have actually. Yeah. Lucky day for me. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, Will's number three there is uh, the Yamada, which I thought was a Japanese battleship, but apparently it's a weapon in Devil May Cry. And it's number the giant two, Kintana in Devil May Cry. Well, it was the biggest battleship ever constructed. So that's <laughs> that <too>. interesting. <laughs> Number two, the Soul Edge from Soul Calibur, which is a game and sounds sounds like it. You <laughs> it know, is a game. Hurt. Like likely has yes. weapons in it. Yeah, <laughs> sounds, sounds like a weapon. Uh, number one, the Plasma Cutter, which I hear uh, takes off limbs and stuff from Dead Space. Fist Great list. Will. All right. Next up, we have Phil from Deleted Saves Podcast. Number three is Silver Ghost, Resident Evil 4 in its remake. Number two, Vampire Killer Whip from Castlevania series. And number one, also Plasma Cutter from Dead Space. Very simple, but very cool weapons. Just the whips in Castlevania. Just get a fucking whip, go kill some stuff. Yep. Pretty neat. Uh, Also, you know, can use them in the bedroom if you really want. Uh, I'm not. Hey. I don't judge. You really uh, should. Not the vampire killer whip, though. I mean, because I, I don't know yeah. how that breaks down. Is it a vampire killer whip? Yeah, a I vampire want... killer whip. I, like, I don't know. I want her to survive. You know. <laughs> well, I think it's only a problem if she's a, a vampire. True. Oh, I hope. I hope she is, dude. <laughs> anyway, moving on <laughs> quickly. Uh, Chris, aka Virgo to Hell, uh, who's a Twitch streamer. Uh, number three, the ch- call lightning spell in Planescape Torment, uh, bow and arrow, the bow and arrow specifically from Kingdom Come Deliverance, and the Trank Dart Gun from the Deus Ex series. I love how they run around in panic, coughing or whatever, and then pass out. It's true. It is actually very funny to use that weapon. It, yeah, it's good. They they panic and they like run around like like I probably would if I got shot with a Trank Dart for a couple <laughs> seconds. Yeah, if you were poisoned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up is Craig. Craig's number three is the rocket launcher. Craig didn't specify which game it's from, so I'm going to guess he's talking about Animal Crossing. Uh, number two, <laughs> the silenced golden PP7. Is that a real thing? Was there a silenced golden gun? Oh, I don't. The PP7, a golden PP7, and yeah. I think it comes automatically. So I, I'm more surprised Craig knows what the PP7 is than anything. <laughs> uh, Craig grew up with us. He he knows what he knows what's up. Everyone played Goldeneye. Uh, number one for Craig is Kirby inhaling. Uh, so Craig on brand and also correct for once. Mm-hmm. Kirby's such a great weapon, and he's a baby. Uh, <laughs> lastly, we have <laughs> Rat Boy. Uh, his number three is BFG from Doom, which I'm pretty sure stands for Big Fucking Gun. Uh, number two, oh, I can't even think about this. This is a great answer. The RCP90 from Goldeneye. 
fucking awesome gun. Uh, number one, the Master Sword from Breath of the Wild. Rat a huge Zelda guy for people who don't care to talk to him. And his honorable <laughs> mention is the bow at the end of Breath of the Wild. Dave knows what I'm talking about. Uh, parentheses, smoker's laugh turning into a coughing fit. He then gets a drink of water, then returns to laughing. Uh, I don't know what he means by the bow at the end of uh, Breath of the Wild, but I do think, and I don't remember if this was in Breath of the Wild, but the uh, Lionel bow that shoots three at one time is mm -hmm. an all-timer. That is yeah, such a great. great, useful weapon. So, uh, good list, Rat Boy. All right, uh, Matt, who's the winner, dog? Who won this? I mean, I've got to go with the person who uh, chose my uh, giant alien boyfriend as a weapon and go with Desba, who picked uh, Ivy Sword Whip, the Mega Buster, and the Venom Symbiote. Nice. First time, first time win. It, it, I think first this is the first win. time Desba's ever given us a response. So one for one, dude. Not Ooh. the first, not the first time getting a response, but I think first time winning for sure, and uh, knocking Colby and Jurf uh, down a peg. Got to do better Ooh, next time, guys. Love it. All right. Uh, so, like I said before, we did all of those community top threes. If you would like to participate, the only surefire place that I'm going to post these topics is in the Discord server. You'll find an invite link down in the show notes where you can join, uh, come in, talk about video games. You're listening all the way to like hour two of a video game weapons top three podcast. <laughs> you probably like video games or you like me, maybe Aaron, and then almost never Alan and Bloodbath. Well, that's the frequency that we appear in the Discord server. Uh, so you can come in and chat. <laughs> Matt is also a valued member of our community in the Discord server. Come on in, hang out. You can join uh, the conversation. You can also submit your top threes for future episodes of the show. You can give us topic submissions uh, if you have an idea that you think would be cool to do on the show someday. So again, there's an invite link down in the um, show notes to join. But enough about us. Before we sign off here, uh, our wonderful guest Matt is the host of many podcasts uh, and involved in even many more podcasts. So Matt, I'll turn it over to you. Tell everybody again about Fun and Games, Reignite, and Screen Snark. Sure, yeah. I'll try and do the like five-minute version. Otherwise, we'll be here for the rest of the night. Uh, it'll go into the, like, the <laughs> Patreon post show. Um, but yeah, I've been podcasting for about a decade, and I host and help produce uh, three shows that Dave mentioned. Fun and Games, which is a video games discussion podcast. We have other podcasters on. We have uh, guests within and around the industry. We've uh, interviewed famous composers like uh, Grant Kirkhope. We've also interviewed Yuri Lowenthal, the current voice of Spider-Man, and many things um we also do retrospectives um we had dave join us for an episode about emergent gameplay because i pretty much wanted to rip off his episode of emergent gameplay because it was so good um <laughs> also within that feed we have a small sub series called side quests where one host talks about a game they love and why they love it for a monologue around 5 to 15 minutes dave has done a few uh it's really just this place to joyfully celebrate games without any judgment because you know a little bit of judgment on the internet these days and uh wanted to create a safe space for people to celebrate the things they love um moving on to reignite it's a bioware podcast started as a mass effect podcast we played through the first three games of the trilogy and then andromeda um but discussing our choices and why we made them it was a great way to explore not only morality but sexuality and other things within the mass effect franchise and we have now moved on to make it a bioware podcast and are currently doing the dragon age series we started with dragon age origins which is a fine game 
Uh, but I'm excited to get to the later stuff in the Dragon Age series as I love it a little more. But uh, but it's a good time. It's with uh, my co-host, the incredible Frankie Bradley Lestrange. Um, also, my co-host on Fun and Games is Jeff Moonen, who is also awesome and a delight I forgot to mention. And then the other show that Dave has guested on, Screen Snark, is typically a TV and movie podcast where a guest comes on and talks about the most recent thing they watched. However, during the strike right now, it's more of a general what we've consumed podcast, talking about books uh music um video games even because uh we support the strike and even though the writers got what seems like a fair deal the actors are still striking um but the show is still very entertaining uh we recently had friend of all shows adam bucheri on there so definitely mm -hmm. worth checking out and then really briefly i also am a twitch streamer twitch.tv slash dj underscore stormageddon and i edit the game informer show uh it's an incredible like weekly news podcast uh, with some incredible hosts and uh, I guest on there from time to time, but it's a great show. If you're looking to like keep up with current events of uh, video games, because none of the assholes on this show actually talk current events, uh, you can go <laughs> check out that show as well. Uh, it's really been a blast to edit for. And I think that's everything. If you don't remember any of that, just go to djstormageddon.com and all of my stuff, including my merch and everything else is there. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been great having you. Um, I w put out a recommendation for all of those shows. Uh, as soon as I play one of the Mass Effect games, I'll listen to Reignite uh, along with uh, my playthrough. But uh, I do listen to uh, Fun and Games and Screen Snark basically every time a new episode comes out. Uh, really informative, entertaining, all of the above. And uh, like Matt said, I've been a guest on both of those shows before. So if you want a place to start, you can go uh, go check that out. Matt's also been a guest on uh, my video game show, Tales from the Backlog, a couple of times, maybe three times now. We talked about Bayonetta 3. We talked about the entire Yakuza series and why it rules. And what was the other thing we did? Metroid 2. Remember. Metroid 2, that's right. The Metroid 2 episode. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot of good stuff. I, I do want to plug that side quest series on uh, fun and games. It's really cool. Number one, to just listen to someone talk for like 10 minutes about why they love a game. And um, it's not like a critical breakdown or anything like that. It's just literally like, this is why I love this game. Uh, I have done three of those. I did one about Disco Elysium. I did one about Shadowrun Dragonfall. And I did one about Chained Echoes. Because uh, I finished playing Chained Echoes and I was like, people need to play this fucking game. So I did that <laughs> I episode that about game. it. game. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Matt just finished playing it recently. I did. I really enjoyed the story. The combat hit or miss for me personally, but the story was incredible. I kept Hell yeah. I kept sending Dave DMs with screenshots just going, what the fuck? And Dave was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, Matt, before you uh, head out of here, how did you find top three? Was it through Tales from the Backlog or? Yeah, I had found okay, cool. Dave oh, yeah. through a mutual uh, video game podcast discord. Uh, where a bunch of co-op, the co-op podcast network, I found Dave there. And then after guesting on Dave's show, I was like, oh, Dave has another show. I'll go check it out. And like, I've never laughed so hard listening to some of these episodes. They even on my worst days put me in a really great mood. So thanks for doing this nonsense. Yeah. And thank you Appreciate for joining it. us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us here today. Um, great topic. Great, uh, great video game conversation here. So I appreciate you. Thanks for joining again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
Uh, as always, a real quick uh, plug to give us a rating and review uh, on your favorite podcast app if you can. We have not had a review on Apple Podcasts in the year 2023, so let's try and get that uh, before the end of the year here. Uh, uh, although, that being said, it is very funny uh, to... to it, we, the last time we inspired someone to write a review, it was not a five-star review. So uh, that's <laughs> also very funny. We're hanging on some negativity here, guys. Yeah. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I always always make the joke like leaving ratings and reviews is good because it boosts in the algorithm. Um, when people search for stuff, it helps people find your show. Yep. So that being said, if people were to type in Apple Podcast top three video game weapons or something extremely specific like that, uh, they'll find us. So yeah, go ahead and leave us that rating and review. It would be uh, much appreciated. And yeah, that's it. I don't know what our next topic is. Maybe we'll figure it out in the Patreon content after this, but we appreciate everybody who listens and uh, we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye guys.